Top of the morning to the listeners out there. <laughs> Welcome back to Articulate with Steve McJones. And uh, happy St. Patty's Day-ish. It's around this time. It's March time. We're in the middle of March. And uh, I actually didn't plan this, but our guest today, Christina Crawford, actually was born in Ireland. So it kind of works out. And um, yeah, I met her while we were looking for places to live. She was looking for a place to live. I was looking for a place to live. <laughs> but, uh, it, you know, we didn't end up living with each other. But we did meet, and we kind of just hit it off. And we thought it'd be fun to record this podcast episode. In it, we basically just cover, you know, her heritage and where she was born, um, where she moved to in Georgia. And not only that, but it kind of develops into this point in her life that she's at now where a lot of things are happening mentally and with her family and all this sort of stuff. There's just a lot of lessons to be learned in the story, I think. And like her background, and like she likes to say, she's like a mutt. And I think this podcast episode is a little bit like that because it's just got a little bit of everything in it. Uh, life lessons, fun stories, all the juicy good stuff that you need in an episode. So, enjoy. So, Christina Crawford. All right, Christina Crawford. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. Mommy dearest. Sure, and yeah. <laughs> and where does uh, the Crawford come from then? Uh, that's my father's name. Okay. So, we are on. We are live. Okay. And uh, so, your father, is he from Ireland? He's American. He's American. Yep. Okay. He so, yeah. Then see, I, I, you've given me little bits and pieces of this of this story uh, across the <laughs> across yeah. the board, and so I'm curious to see how it's actually going to pull together. <laughs> so, Crawford is from your dad, and he's American. Correct. But you were born in Dublin. Dublin, Ireland. Yep. How did that happen? <laughs> uh, so my dad and my mother, uh, they met in Ireland. I'm not sure about their courting relationship or the history of that goes. I'd have to ask my <laughs> brother, John, about the details of that. Sure. Um, my story begins, uh, I was born in 1977 in Dublin. I have an older brother whose name is John, and he he is seven years older. Okay. So. Same, both parents? Correct. Okay. Yep. Same parents, uh, Pauline and John, or Jack. Was he born in... um... He was actually born in England. In England? So was your dad... Were your parents just nomads? (laughs) No, they they went back and forth. Okay. Originally, though, where were they born? Um, He was born in... I would say, actually, he was born in, I think, West Orange. West Orange. New Jersey. New Jersey. Wow, okay. Yep, and she was from England. And uh, so ancestrally, it's like, uh, I'm, I'm... a mutt, you right. know, English, Irish, American, yeah. you know, all the things. <laughs> Mixed together. And it came full circle. Right, yeah. <laughs> here we are in New Jersey. There's something about New Jersey compared to yeah. Ireland and England. That's a big uh, that's a big commitment. Between those three, yeah. I would have to visit the other two before I chose New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, and I haven't been back, sadly, since I was three and a half but um right so you lived there you were born there and stayed there for three and a half years yep born there um i don't have a lot of memories from early childhood but i have my brother's memories that he shared with me okay i was gonna say so yeah it's um lots of of potatoes just lots of potatoes (laughs) 
Uh, my dad worked for Guinness. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. So that's like OG. St. James Gate, yep. Yeah, that's awesome. So yep. you have a direct connection yeah. to Guinness and, and Ireland. And also that's my awesome. uncle, my, my mother's brother, worked for um, Aer Lingus. What, what is that? Like the Irish airline. Oh, okay. I have yeah. heard of that. Actually. He's retired from there, but wow. yeah. Wow. So straight up Ireland. <laughs> yeah, right. Like it's <laughs> Well it's funny that you haven't that you were born there and that's that's such a big part of your family and everything. Yep. And yet you still identify as all these different sorts of things, you know? Well every you know, every part of my life has given me such strength that I I can't I can't commit to either one specifically you know what i mean it's, you don't get to pick a favorite no you don't right um it's not only geographically it's also in terms of family obviously there's a reason why i've had to move around so much and it's been family that has provided that strength and that the comfort almost to, yeah. to keep keep on keeping on yep <laughs> yeah that's um i had a guy on last week uh, that talked about he moved here from haiti and that uh, he had to find a way to keep moving on and a way to find home uh, and comfort in everything that he does. So that was an interesting person to have on. So how? So what happened uh, with Ireland? How come you had to leave when you were three and a half? Uh, well, that's a long story. My within, I would say, so when I was three and a half, within a year, both of my parents were deceased. Oh wow! Uh, there was like family drama. You know, things happened. There's right. a lot of details there that will be shared at a later date. <laughs> But uh, to make a long story short, I was blessed, and my brother was as well, to have, you know, despite all these things that happened with our parents, um, we had other families step in immediately to care for us. Wow. You know, being that it was, I mean, I was born in 77, so that we're talking 80, 81. The Irish government was, you know, Catholic ruled, basically. Sure. You know, like, there was very little separation of church and state, essentially. Hmm. So... <clears throat> they had like social services and you know oh, wow. lawyers and the family and everybody was trying to protect us but also try you know this is this is a situation that no one had prepared for right for it's themselves or for us mm -hmm. so eventually it turned out that my my father's um brother who lived in Georgia You're, in the US uncle. Yeah. my uncle mm -hmm he and his wife decided to step in and adopt us. Okay. So. And yeah, did the, the Irish. Correct. Helped you out with that, getting right. over there. So he and his sister Joan, who lived in Georgia, decided, like, you know, who's going to be the family that can take on both John and Christina at this point in their lives where they need to stay right. together, you know. But yeah, definitely, right. after that. And yep. you said how, how much older is he than you said? Uh, seven years, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so he was probably, I mean, he was, yep. at what, 10 at this point? Yep. Yeah, this point. so, like, the least optimal time to have all this upheaval happen. So, right. at the same time, he's trying to take care of me and deal with all the things that he's way too old to deal with, mm -hmm. you know, and be aware of at this point in his life. So, we ended up moving to Marietta, Georgia, with an aunt and uncle. This was, so, I didn't say before, but... My maiden name is Crawford, so Joan Crawford and William Kemp. This William. is my father's sister okay. and her husband. Okay. So they live in Marietta. They already have 
Let me think how many kids they have. I was wondering how much yeah. you said it was. Uh, who was the most capable of taking right. on these so, two kids? And... This was the the most optimal option at this point. So they already had they had three kids of their own, and then they agreed to also adopt us at a young age three kids is quite a bit already Correct. on top of that yep. that's what i grew up yep. with. and they were capable like you know everybody kind of like chipped in and was like we gotta do what you gotta do yeah so well that's nice this is my irish passport that i believe they had to give me a passport in order to get my american passport <laughs> you as a little three-year-old yep. <laughs> just like, they're like all right sit in hey. the seat <laughs> sit in the seat we're gonna give you yep, a passport exactly basically yeah, so they had to give you this first, right? So that get, they could give you my, again another my first American passport. <laughs> and it's funny if you go through and look at the stamps on it. It's U.S. immigration, August fifteenth of nineteen eighty. Did you pass the and immigration test? I got my test. visa. I think I did. I mean, I guess. I hope. <laughs> if I go back, I'll find out. I suppose. Sure. And then I have immigration stamp from June nineteenth of nineteen eighty one. It's funny how they spell that. Yeah, it's I-R-L-A-N-D-E. Mm-hmm. That's how it should be spelled, I Okay, feel like. so admitted U.S. Customs July 1st of 81. So did your aunt and uncle have to sign off on any of these, or? Yeah, William Kemp sure. definitely signed off on the American passport. Right. So they became our guardians. Sure, and uh, how long did you stay with them for? Uh, well, uh, we were with them until I was nine, Oh, so real formative years. Yeah. That's so, inter- I'm curious as to why only up until nine, but we'll get there. We will definitely get there. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm curious as, as to how the, how the, that period. So my memories down. of those years, um, probably still pretty foggy, still pretty foggy. And I can't figure out if that's because I've blocked it or, you know, I just, I guess sometimes when you're a kid, you pick out certain memories, right? Mm-hmm. Good or bad. And as you get older, you have other things that fill up your mind. <laughs> right. Other things take over. Yeah. Um, what I do remember is my brother, John, being my caretaker. That's what I was wondering. Yeah, because yeah. You, once you said he was 10 and you were 3, yep. I feel like he would, although still being very young, he would kind of oh, yeah. inherently like he take was, on that he, role. He was my, my guardian, essentially, through all of it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So he so was the one was I big, remember big part of taking that. me out for walks and, you know, we would go play outside and his friends would come over and I would break his shit and you know like all these things would happen and <laughs> his and friends then, would come over and I'd break his shit yeah. you know you know how the brothers yeah, in trouble yeah no it was very guys. it was a basic like a regular childhood yeah um I do remember being sick a lot in school which mm. is weird yeah probably not used to that Georgia air yeah the Georgia air or whatever is happening in the house um right. Which they did the best they could. Well, you, you had know? that many like, kids together. Yep. There's going to be quite a bit of germs flying yeah. around. Yeah, and they there. weren't um, financially that stable to handle all of it. Sure. There's also some some alcoholism that right. plays into it. And when doesn't it yeah. play into <laughs> the whole thing? Yeah. And That's Looking back, I didn't really think about it as a kid. But yeah, right. the older I got... And the more family members that kind of chimed in their opinions were like, yeah, we know from this perspective what really went down. Mm -hmm. Is that the reason that you kind of had to leave there? Uh, uh, Basically, yeah. Well, the reason I had to really leave when I was nine, my aunt died from pancreatic cancer. Oh, man. That's rough. So 
yeah, this is my, my father's sister. And it went down fast, obviously, as that kind of cancer sadly does. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, I was young. I didn't know what was going on. You know, mm-hmm. I just knew that. Had you developed a close relationship with them at this point? Uh, that's the thing is it's funny. I was taking notes before. And I was trying to, like, create a timeline of, like, my memories, right? Right. And, like I said before, most of the memories that I had from being in Georgia were of my brother. Right. You know, like, yeah, we had, like, family holidays and I can remember my cousins being around and, you know, dinners and things like that. But, in general, my brightest memories are of my brother and myself. Right. Um, and, and that's consolation in itself yeah. at some point. You know. He was kind of like the, the glue. Right. That kind of helped us all. Right, immediate family. Together, yeah. Right. I, I think there's something about that relationship that feels... The sibling. The sibling relation. It just feels more real for some reason. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And that's not to say that to take away from any other relationship, but the fact that you two had already been through that big experience. Yep. And moved over and gone through that whole thing. Feel like that's which I didn't. I didn't appreciate fully until, obviously, when you're older, <laughs> right? And you look back and you're like, you really saved, you saved me. You right. know, like you're the one that kind of protected me, and you know, you knew the minute that we left Ireland that I was your only family. Yeah, yeah. And luckily, that like I was thinking more along the lines of they just became financially uh, unstable, but. It was a combination of things. Well, I mean, yeah. once one person has to go, all those medical bills, yep. um, all that sort of stuff. Well, yeah, and they had really a, they didn't have the most stable marriage. Like, you know, all the, all these are things that I didn't realize until I was an adult. Right. You know, as a kid, you're like, whatever. You kind of just go with things. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I do is... remember, um, so my Aunt Joan, when she was in her last days and she passed away, we went to the funeral. I do remember that. And one of the few memories I have very clearly is um, coming back to the house that we lived at and my uncle sitting me down and, you know, being like, you know, so at this point, my brother John's going into high school. Okay. Okay. I'm nine. So now they have to make another decision, the family in general, Yeah. all the siblings, they have to figure out what do we do with John and Christina at this point? Right? Literally. Like, <laughs> what do we do with John and Christina? Right. Okay, so, yeah. no, not to put it like... Right. No, no, I, I get you. I'm you know, that. what's the best for them at this sure. point? So... And, and real quick, do you remember what you were like in this period at all? You, I mean, you've talked about how your brother was... A I was anxious. Voice. Yeah, I was anxious. Like, I, as a kid, mm-hmm. I was quiet, shy, anxious, um... Kind of just looking up to your older brother yeah. for, for the answers Yep. type of thing. Yeah. I, gotcha. I remember having a lot of bad dreams. Oh, I slept wow. heavy. Like, I was anxious during the day. <laughs> and then I just crashed. Yeah, no, literally. Like, I, would, <laughs> I would fall asleep at night. Mm-hmm. This is one of those bizarre memories that keeps coming back, is I would fall asleep at night, slept so heavy that I would fall out of bed, probably having <laughs> bad dreams. I would wake up in the morning on the floor. <laughs> that's that's you know, wild. Like, as a kid... Like, that's that's some heavy sleep. Yeah. So that means you're either repressing right. some things, like, at the age of eight or nine. Some Yeah, very you heavy. You know, like, heavy there's sleep. some heavy shit that... You're kind of shoving yeah, down deep, exactly. deep inside of you. Yeah. Um, so then, so this question was posed, what do we do with these kids? Right. And so we got back, this is like, one of those bizarre memories I have. Um, my cousin's husband, Morgan... He was an attorney at the time, and he was kind of like 
trying to help us navigate or help the family navigate the next step. Where are we going to put these kids? What are we doing with these kids? Right? We love them so much. We want them to thrive. But what's best at this time? So I remember him saying, you know, do you want to stay here? Or do you want to move to New Jersey? So they gave you. Right. I'm like, I'm nine years old. What am I going to say? Like... (laughs) I, I want to stay with my brother. Yeah. No, um, I'm nine, actually. I don't, I have no right. idea what I'm even, like, what, what is New Jersey? What is yeah, that? Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, they, my aunt and uncle that eventually did adopt us, or adopt me, I should say, in New Jersey, we had seen them a lot. Like, they would take us on vacation, and, you know, they were a huge part of our lives, maybe knowing that eventually this could be a possibility. Yeah. So. Yeah. I already have known my cousins in New Jersey. We gone on okay. vacations together. They came down okay. to see us so in Georgia. So they kind of made an so, Yeah, there was a lot of effort. Okay. So, obviously, my initial reaction was I'd like to stay with my brother. But that was... Right. I think they were just throwing it out there, trying to bridge the gap. So if you me. went to New Jersey, you wouldn't be able, you wouldn't have been able to stay with your brother? I didn't know that at the time. It That's was kind of was like... Wondering. Right. Long and short of it is uh, because my brother John was already going into high school and he'd already dealt with so much, mm-hmm. right? Like moving twice already and all the drama. Right. His option was to stay in Georgia with my cousins and finish his high school career. Like yeah, have yeah. some kind of stability. Right. I mean, had all she his was friends moving out. Over yeah, there. had his friends and probably you know, had a, a prom date planned out. Right. That he, yeah. was, he was <laughs> exactly. like, no, I can't move to Jersey. Yeah. I had a guy have a girlfriend. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, it was best for him, you know, mm-hmm. like he needs for once in his life to have like a good. Right. But then for you, that decision to move away was like, but that's my dude. Correct. <laughs> so I, I did end up getting, I guess I'm going to call it adopted. It wasn't, it was a legal. Ladder move that they just tossed you back. Yeah. So I ended up moving to New Jersey to live with another aunt and uncle. So this is now my father's brother, Gene, mm-hmm. and his wife, Valerie. Right. right. And they're these amazing people. Like, they own their own business. They have two sons already. Okay. One's my age and one's three years younger. All right. Established household. Like, they could give me stability. Sure. You know. Sure. So that's what happened. So I moved to New Jersey at the age of 10. Okay. Um, and finished out the rest of my adult life with them. Really? Because this is where you said, it's funny, that immediately right after you said that they had their own business, I'm like, all right, this is where she gets a lot of her influence from. <laughs> because it, it yeah. is, that's, um, I mean, one of the reasons I brought you on today was because I know how your brain works and how you're always kind of going and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah, well, and, that's literally, like, I, I learned, it's funny that you bring that up, actually. <laughs> Because I, I, I learned to appreciate the struggle, mm-hmm. right, from a young age. But then once I got to appreciate, like, what the struggle can bring you, like, mm-hmm. once I got to New Jersey and, like, settled in with, the... settled in mm-hmm. with like, a consistent, stable family, you know, we, we had, you know, dinner together every night. We had breakfast oh, wow. every morning. Like, you know, it was consistent. Yeah. Did I miss John? Absolutely. Yeah. And absolutely. we would still see each other, you know, two or three times a year. Like, they made a point of making sure that they would send me to him. Like, I would fly by myself, which I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. But, yeah, at the age of, like, 10, 11, 12, like, I went to see his high school graduation. Like, oh, they would okay. fly me down to Georgia. They would fly him up to see me. We would go back and forth. 
Well, that's awesome. And it was hard, but yeah, they still made sure that we had that connection. Sure. Yeah, that's great. And at the same time, you know, I was living in a consistent family household. That had an organized Correct. life. Yes. Basically. Right. Yeah. And, and like I said, I think that's what I, I mean, that's what it kind of, for me, at least from an outside perspective, looking at you is what I see most of between this whole thing. And I, mm-hmm. and that's not to take away from the Georgia or the Ireland or anything, because I know that's a, a very big part of your past, but that's, um, I could, I mean, I think 10, I mean, puberty age is like a very oh, formative yep. thing. So it was probably easy for you to re- get pretty close with these people having those daily interactions yep. and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, and it was huge. And, and you, so it was two brothers. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Two brothers. Two brothers. Two brothers. Well, it's like a Brady Bunch yeah. blind at this point. Um, but yeah, that's who, who I ended up growing up with. And yeah, John and I still had this amazing connection. But, you know, he was able to live his own life at that point. You know, he was able to kind of, like, figure himself out. Okay. Without yeah, having to great. worry about me or worrying about, you know, I mean, obviously the, the whole... past is the past. And right. there's always going to be a demon in his head. <clears throat> but, yeah, it gave me that, like, consistent childhood that I had never had. Yeah. At the perfect time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Like, right at that 10-year-old age. Yeah. and. And it was perfect for John too. So yeah. that's that's great. That's awesome. That's uh, I, and, and and the fact that it was in New Jersey is just hilarious I to know. me. Yeah. <laughs> it brings it back into here, um, which uh, Jersey, as far as I can tell, I don't know what part of Jersey you were in at this uh, point. Livingston, so North Jersey. Okay. Essex County. Good like, area. Yeah. Okay, because it seems area. like the good areas yeah. of Jersey are like really nice. Yeah. <laughs> compared, as far as I've seen, at least. But that's awesome. So you were able to go to high school yep. around here and everything, and uh, have best friends and have that exactly. relationship. Exactly. Yep. And, Graduated and LHS. Did you feel and... any of that following you at all? And and you know, like it's always obviously you missed yeah. your brother, and we're going back and forth and everything. But was that ever like weird for you? It was definitely weird. I didn't realize it. It's another one of those things that, like, so I, okay, so recently, as an adult and dealing with the nonsense we'll get to at some point (laughs) that I'm dealing with now, um, I realized that I'm a shapeshifter. Like, not to be, like, not in a weird way, but, like, I'm definitely a person that is good at um, shifting their emotions and reactions and absorbing things around them and just kind of going with the flow. Okay. To my own detriment at uh, times. Oh, really? You know what I mean? Yeah, because like, I was going to say, it almost sounds like a superpower if you Well, if it you can be. It. Yeah, right. it absolutely can be. <laughs> um, to be able to navigate things as a young child at the age of three, four, five, up till nine, ten, even through, you know, shifting three households, mm-hmm. right? Being able to just go with the flow can be a really good thing. Yeah. Until you do it for too long, mm-hmm. and then you don't know who you are. Yeah. Yeah. So, I would say that's the only, one of the only negatives that's come out of it is that I, it took me until literally two years ago. <laughs> to come to that To come to, like, who I am. just been kind of skating What by. I like, you know. Um, yeah. Funny story, I was in marriage counseling last year. And one of the first questions the therapist asked was, who are you? Right? Yeah. Basic question. Right. Very basic question, right? Yeah. So loaded, I was like, loaded question. Loaded question. But I was like, 
well, you know, I'm a, I'm a mom, a teacher, I'm a wife. No, no, no. Who are you? Yeah. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> you know? It's like, damn. Yeah. Like, That's a good such question. Such a basic, like, three three words, right? We're talking three words. Yeah. Three. Like, how would you answer that? Who, Who are, you? are you? Who are you? It's a, it's a very good question. I personally have, uh, uh, we've had a lot of conversations, uh, I think, this far about how I've had a lot of time to mm-hmm. <laughs> to live by myself and kind of have uh, me, the walls, and the thoughts yeah. in between <laughs> uh, bouncing back and forth. So I, I've had a good amount of time to at least, I think that question begs another question about, well, how do you want me to answer that question based on, you know, do you want me to tell you who I am based off of what I like, what I do, uh, my relationships? Yeah, but that's not who you are. Like that's Like, that's what got me when he asked me. It was like, at my core... Like, who am I? Sure. Like, and he's like, well, what's your name? And I was like, Christina. Well, do you know what that means? Mm-hmm. And he's like, that means, what do you say, tiny Christ or something like that. And I was like, well, that's not me. Like, I'm not, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. yeah, I was born Catholic and raised Episcopalian. And, then and I'm back a little to Catholic short. I'm, little, you know, I'm yeah. not tiny. <laughs> right. I'm not that small. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, trying to, like, not overthink it, but still overthink it. Yeah. Um, wow. That's... Very but yeah, but who are you? And I'm like, then you start digging deeper and you're like, okay, I'm strong. I'm a survivor. I'm, you know, I absorb other people's energy. I can handle any situation, you know, is that who I want to be? And then you start like way overthinking all of it, you know, you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, have you... Well, so let's get to, I mean, we'll, we'll come back to that question because that mm-hmm. is a good question. So, I mean, when you were living and growing up and going through high school and college and everything, I mean, you were obviously some sort of person, right? You had to you had to form some way to interact socially at that point. Yeah, I, but I still had no idea what I wanted. Like, I think I just, I literally was very good at just going with the flow. Okay. Right? Like, I, I've i always considered myself a an optimist, okay? Okay. <laughs> but sure. I think that was, like, a defense mechanism. <laughs> no, literally. Like, you right. laugh, but I, I've done the same thing. Yeah. yeah. No, optimism can be, like, this amazing shield, right? Wow. That protects you from... Reality. From reality, from giving a shit about anything. Yeah. Not giving a shit, but from dealing with it. Deal with it! So, I think I... I can remember clearly, so my Aunt Valerie, you know, who I live with from nine years old on up till now, who's amazing, um, she forced me, or encouraged me, I should say, (laughs) to find my voice, right, from the age of nine. She was like, here's this person who doesn't know who they are, you know, and I remember her trying to convince me to say what I wanted, or to express an opinion, yeah. Like yeah. literally. Like she it just was, asked you to be like what yeah. do you think? What about do you this want? Food? And I yeah. was like, I don't care. No, tell me what you want. <laughs> I'm like, it doesn't matter. No, it really does matter. Like it's okay to express an opinion. Right. You know, like I think up until that point I was just kinda like, Whatever, like Yeah. This is what's happening, go with the flow. Yeah. That's kind of me right now. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> You're a shapeshifter. Yeah, uh, a little bit, a little bit. But I kinda have a which is okay to a certain extent, but, like, if you don't have a sense of self mm-hmm. at some point in your life, it's going to kill you. Yeah. Like, because you have 
there's certain gifts that you're born with that you may not even realize that you're born with them until it's too late. Yeah. And if you don't ever express an opinion about what you're good at, what your gifts are, you know, like you have that little voice inside your head. It's like your Jiminy Cricket, right? So, right, right. No, literally. And always let your conscience be your guide. I'm with it. Certain situations, it's your gut instinct. Sure. I really feel like I, ne I, I never, until a few years ago, trusted my gut instinct. Really? I was still that people pleaser that okay. go with the flow, keep everything smooth it, it's fine no matter what's happening everything's great it's gonna be fine yeah. you know yeah until you wake up one day and you realize that like you're you've been swallowing your own tongue yeah yeah <laughs> right <laughs> yeah i mean just because you've been trying to uh skate by on everybody else's expectations yes. of you yep and so what kind of led up to this then I feel like it doesn't just happen like that, where you're just like, yeah, I realized there was that moment where they asked you that question, who are you? Yeah. But I feel like that was, like you said, it, you know, it, it kind of builds and builds until there's a point where you just realize. I think everyone something. has a threshold. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it comes when you're 15. Sometimes it comes when you're 41. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, right. For me, so when I left, okay, well... I went to college in Pennsylvania to Marywood University. Okay. I went for photography because I loved, you know, in high school I loved taking photographs and, you know, developing in the back room and all that. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I'll do this for a living, right? <laughs> I was like, this is my thing. Yeah. And then you get to college and it's a whole different ball game. Right. It's, you know. Completely different It's cutthroat. Yeah, totally different world. I'm like, now what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> and then I panic because I don't have the the tools to be able to deal with what I want, right? I've always been the one who's going with the flow and things right. will just happen and I'll figure it out. Yeah. And then... Now you have to push, put some momentum into correct. it. Now you have to be that factor yep. that keeps things going a little bit. And then the bottom fell out and I had no idea what to do. So I left college and I came back to Livingston. Oh, really? Living back with your aunt? Correct. Again? Okay. Yep. And I was lucky enough to find a job at a preschool. Oh, okay. So this was where I feel like I found my place, like my gift. Right, literally. yeah, the gift. Yeah. And that was... And that was teaching. That was like turning whatever things I'd learned in my life into creating consistency for kids. Right. Like, that's really... <laughs> filtering like, that... Uh, yeah. That, no, literally. Learning... Past. Yep. Filtering the past and, and yeah. helping helping two and three-year-olds on a daily basis, I could be their consistency. Okay. And I, I did that for 20 years. Oh, wow. Yep. 20 wow. years of teaching between Livingston. Uh, I moved... We moved a couple times, but I, I always kept the same job. Because I was good at it and I loved it. Yeah. You know, and I was just... <laughs> what do you like about kindergartners, though, really? I mean, how many times did you have a kindergartner pee on you? That yeah. is my <laughs> that is my worst... I would... That is my least favorite thing about imagining... Everyone's like, what grade would you teach? And I'm like, definitely not children because yeah. I don't want to have to deal with... Yeah. I mean, let alone if I were to have my own kid, I don't want to deal with their <laughs> bowel movements. Um, well, it's helping... It's really... It's helping kids navigate their own emotions when they're not able to. Oh, yeah. And it's being proactive. Like, that's, I think what my strength is, is not even with just kids, but with adults, too, is kind of, like, listening 
right? Because children obviously are not really good at expressing what they want. But if you can wait a second and see what they're trying to tell you without telling you and be a step ahead, then mm-hmm. you can help them navigate their emotions and, hmm. you know, it's it's that basic. Sure. So. Wow. I never, yeah, I never thought about it that way as having, because, I mean, obviously, kids are human beings still, right? No, they are, but, like, adults also do the same thing. Right, right. It's just on a completely different scale, which is interesting to see how that relates. And, like I said, I've never thought about it that way, to think about that, yeah, these kids have regular emotions. It's not, like, unheard of. No, it's uh, it's just all about listening and paying attention to what energy people throw out there and kids pick up on every type of every type body of language yep. and yeah. yeah which is weird kids are smart unfortunately right. yeah. <laughs> if they were if they were just a little bit dumber they could yeah. form their own yeah. their own uh vibrations and energy yeah but that's the beauty of kids is like they are who they are yeah you know so you have to listen to that and help them navigate their own world hmm so um I don't know if you wanted to fill in a little bit in in between, but leading up to you having your own kid, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, that was probably a big thing for you, obviously. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, um, let me see where I could... So, yeah, when I left college, moved back to Livingston and got the preschool job, um, I, you know, I was kind of floundering at that point, obviously. Right. You, you at least had the job. Yeah, but, I had a job. But what else? Financially you... stable. Um, was living back at home. And then I found, once again, I always seem to find a person to attach myself to. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Usually a guy. <laughs> yeah. In this case, it was a guy. And I ended up staying with him for six years. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't a great relationship, but it wasn't terrible. Okay. Uh it was one of those, like, just the time and the place were lined up appropriately where it was like I had someone to have my back and I was working and yeah. we smoked a lot of weed. Well, of course. You know? Yeah, that's as you And did. before I knew it, six years went by. <laughs> and I had these, like, epiphanies, right? Like, it's not a midlife crisis. It's like a phase, right? Sure. It's like yeah, it's every, every seven years or eight years, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like... <laughs> This is not the real me, so I feel like there's got to be a word for it. That fa- that phase of of it's growth. Growth. It, it really is. It's growth. It's you know realizing like every few years I'm like, am I here? Nope. I can do better. Yeah. Personally. Okay. But know, yeah, getting better. Realize you're not. I don't need to attach myself to somebody else. I need to work on myself, and that's Being not working because so I'm, you were... I'm miserable. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the smoking weed was fun for the for the first maybe yeah. five years, and then the latter two were just were they were a little much. Yeah, right? <laughs> and I was like, I'm not, you know, I'm not pushing myself, you know. And you go to therapy a little bit, and they talk you through out. a few things, and then you realize you're not living up to your full potential, or you know. Yeah, yeah. So that it was more of a. a Within that relationship, it's not like you were unhappy, but it's you weren't as happy as you felt you could push to be. I knew I could do better. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that's and, and and I I think that's healthy. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's very. While you know that period may seem like kind of a haze or whatever, I think it was uh, an important period. Yeah, and, and people around me knew I wasn't happy. You know, that's the one, not the one gauge, but one of the biggest gauges is, you know. 
my aunt, my brothers, cousin brothers and all them, you know, mm-hmm. they're like just waiting, you know, like waiting for me to realize that I can do better, right. you know, like realize that I'm stronger, realize that. Yeah, there's I can more push beyond through. this. Yeah, this one yep. chapter. So life. I guess every time, every every few years, I've gotten older and well, your taste buds change stronger. every seven years. So. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't taste good anymore. Yeah, it just doesn't. Something t- new. Yeah. 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 So that's great. Well, um, it's it is unfortunate that you know sometimes you are unhappy in that or you have to um, kind of go through a. a, a a downfall between a relationship or you have to do something that may seem kind of bad in the moment but in the end like you said yeah, once you do it you realize you're like what took me so long or <laughs> you know why did i waste six years of my life with this person mm-hmm. not waste like there was good times and bad times of course but sure. like at the end of the day you're like if you go to bed every night you're like what am i doing you know yeah 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 so after that then what was the next step for you what was the pivoting um, moment so I realized that, you know, it's not good to, I was like, oh my God, I just wasted six years of my life with this person. And, you know, who knows what else I could have accomplished in that time, etc. So I was fortunate enough to get a, um, a nanny job with one of the families that I was working at the preschool. And I, they owned a house. So I ended up having an apartment by myself, right? Like for the first time oh, in my life. Oh, that's a like, big move. Right. By yeah. myself for the first time. and You and the walls. Me and the walls. <laughs> talking to the walls. Right. Um, had some ups and downs, you know, like uh, relationships that came and went in a, you know, a few months, whatever. Sure. But then that's, at, I was there for probably a year when I met my husband. So my brother slash cousin was getting married and I was single. And my soon-to-be husband, husband was was single, so we both went and met each other there, and we dated for two years, and it was great. Um, we had this great relationship, and I think it was another one of those attaching myself to someone situations. <laughs> Moments, but yeah, but it was in it a was, different way. Where yeah. I mean, he probably actually pushed you a little bit to yeah. and challenged you. Yeah, he had a very has. A very type A personality. At, at this point, were you... So I, I realized that you had those six years where you were in that kind of haze thing, but mm-hmm. at, throughout that and up to this point, were you still kind of that person that was juggling a lot of things at once sort of thing, or had you not... Uh, yeah, I mean, just I think because of the nature of my job, I've feels never... like so much is going on. Yeah, well, no, but honestly, I, I've never been one to be able to, like, leave work at work, right? Mm-hmm. So... As a teacher, preschoolers even, you you don't just shut it off at the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. So you you care so much about these kids and you <laughs> you want them to flourish and thrive and you care about their families and yeah, you get home and you smoke some weed and the day starts over again. You know, wow. it's like a, you hear it, that? it became all, like all Groundhog the Day. All the kindergarten teachers are, yeah. are all smoking weed yep. after they get home. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like literally like Groundhog Day. You know, wow. so before I knew it six years went by wow yeah yeah which so it was still just... that kind of busy mindset but it was yep. keeping you in in one place exactly as opposed to being it was my busy. that was my stability you sure. know that was the consistency yeah i right. guess yeah right yeah interesting without even knowing it 
So then throw in this factor of a solid two-year relationship and a guy that wants to marry you. And how does that play into the whole thing? Uh, Well, I I got pregnant. (laughs) Right? As one does. (laughs) As one does. And we were already together for two years and we were in love. And it was like, well, let's just get married. So we threw a wedding together in three months. And it, it was an amazing gorgeous wedding like yeah. bagpipes and oh wow. know, it was at the manor west orange it was this beautiful you venue and georgia brothers everybody and was there yeah everyone was there wow yep wow. everyone from day one up until this point was there mm-hmm. and it was amazing and we had a very happy functional calm marriage we did not fight when i tell you we did not have a single fight for 15 years <laughs> Right? You laugh. Because that doesn't sound right. No, no. No. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Because I, once again, was... Going with the flow. Going with the flow. Not rocking the boat. Dealing with my daughter. You know. Um, My husband uh, was supportive and doing his best for the family. Mm -hmm. Um, But we, I think we just got lost mm. you know in doing what we're good at yeah right we're uh, being passive and exactly. being supportive yep. of the passive and supportive for <laughs> a good 15, 15 years. years yeah we'll do that and uh during this time the relationship with your daughter how was that going it was uh, great great yeah that's yep. good um we never because you were talking about how i you know kind of relating to the kindergartner type thing about like Feeling out her emotions and feeling yeah. out. Yeah, she had anxiety. Like, she's had anxiety since she was, I don't know, four or five. Like, Oh, wow. <clears throat> some kids have, I don't know if you've dealt with kids a lot, but hmm. there's some kids that have, from a young age, like, sensory issues. Like, if their socks don't feel right, they freak out. If they have oh, to really? wear jeans versus leggings. Like, she had that kind of situation going on. Okay. And he was always like, that's weird, because I'm so laid back, and he's so laid back, and not laid back but right yeah like that's so bizarre yeah. but then it would happen like every couple of years it would be a different thing that would happen like she had a habit cough or the sensory stuff or um the different phases the different phases but kids are amazing sponges for oh, the energy around them right. so looking back like the anxiety, instead of right. you considering, I'm like, why like, does she... I'm fine, everything's good, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, instead of, instead of you mm-hmm. thinking that everything was easygoing and supportive, right. it was, you're like, oh, maybe there was she's getting a little bit of anxiety yeah. from my a little bit of anxiety yeah. kind of going on, and you didn't even realize it. Nope. Well, and that's something that I've realized about myself recently, is like, I was very stressed out for this test that I had recently, but it's not like I knew... I was stressed out. I didn't feel myself being stressed out. You didn't out. have, like, heart palpitations or, like... Right. right. But I knew the way that I was reacting to other people mm-hmm. was different than I would normally react to other people and say different things. Like you were snapping at them. Yeah. 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 And just kind of... And, and, you know, falling inward and not talking to people as much and being as open and all that sort of stuff. And so it's like with anxiety, it's very similar where you don't... At least as, as within my experiences, you don't know you're anxious, but you know something's weird. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I've never thought, I've never thought that I was an anxious person. But looking back, I'm like, oh my god! Like I've I've probably been 
stressed out, like, under the currents mm-hmm. for my entire life. Yeah, like you said, since you were, yeah. you said that three and a half to nine yeah. was a very... And that whole, that whole like, optimistic, like, everything's great, yeah. like, everything's fine. I think that was, like, me just squashing, it was a survival mechanism, you know, mm-hmm. it was kind of like, I, I don't have a choice, so it, it, instead of it's Instead be of being, fine. like... Everything's fine. It was like, everything's fine. Yeah, it's good. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, some people can function like that, but, like, there's got to be a threshold for it. Mm-hmm. So, my threshold capped off two summers ago. It was, I guess, June of 2019. So, I've been teaching preschool for 20 years, right? Which right. is very rewarding. Sure. Love teaching, love the families, love helping them, but career. like, I'm not sure if you've ever stepped inside a preschool classroom, but it's, on any given day, it can be a shit show. Like, it's amazing, <laughs> and you can change kids' lives, but at the same time, it's like air traffic control, <laughs> and you have to be smiling and laughing the whole time, right? You're like, it's fine, right? Like, oh my god. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. And the families are appreciative, and... Sure. But at the end of the day, you can't turn it off. Same thing. Like, you're just, you're constantly thinking about them and they're, whatever. So, I figured out that it was time for me to maybe start looking forward to my next path in life. Okay. And I was thinking social work. You know, like, take the gifts and the the lessons I've learned from this point in my life Mm -hmm. and turn it into something else. And... I'm not one for change. Like, I don't want to rock the boat. I'm like... I've had enough change. Yeah, I've had enough change. Like, I've been doing this for 20 years. Could I do it for 20 more? Or is it time to maybe, like... Switch. This a is little huge. Song. For yeah. me, this is, like, the biggest deal. Right? Like, and when so, you want to change, it's a oh big Oh, my God. Deal. Yeah. Like, I don't ever... Put that into motion. Yeah. Good That's enough is good enough. Let's just keep, <laughs> keep things going. So, right. but I decided to go back to school, finish my degree find a new job part-time so i resigned at the preschool wow it's a big move i did not realize (laughs) what it would bring on it was like that was the turning point in my life like literally just a whirlwind of just it wasn't a whirlwind it was yeah it was it was like for the first time ever i could do whatever I wanted. Like I had, I was the one who, who made the change. Like I wasn't stepping into somebody else's reality and like just going with the flow. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I'm making this decision to change my life. Yeah. And what am I going to do? Right. So. Yeah, no, that's, that's very, very big. That's huge. Yeah. Like, it's like kind of like you leaving Ohio. Well, yeah. Moving across the country. Like what, uh, yeah, like, I've even had a, a, a very similar conversation recently where it's like college was kind of, it's not necessarily forced upon you, but, you know, you want to make sure your parents think that you're, you know, okay, and you're like, yeah, yeah I'm going to college for them, basically, but also because it's good for me, that's what I've heard. Yeah. Know. But you kind of live in that reality of like, all right, this college life is something that I have to go with the flow with and deal with, right? And then after that... It's a means to an end. Right. And, and yeah, I'm like, uh, fortunate enough to, after that, to be able to realize that while I was going through it. And after that, choose to be like, you know what, I want to do what I want and I'm going to move out to a big city or yeah. um, around a big city at least. And uh, I found this, this place in, in New Jersey that I've 
I'm slightly coming to terms with still. Um, <laughs> Good. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I completely understand that. And it's a huge it's, risk. Like it's it is a huge... for the first time. Like I I created it. Mm-hmm. Like I created the risk and was like, mm. I you know obviously I was still financially supported by my husband and you know I had some wiggle room. Yeah. But it was up to me to figure out what I wanted to do next. Yeah. Which was where things went south <laughs> or north or right. you know like all the directions right well when you all start at the same time when you start doing a lot of things on your own terms and, and start and putting that momentum in and, and that sort of stuff yep. it's not only like you said it, it before you're living on somebody else's uh lives basically mm-hmm. and now all the things from your past yep. that have affected you and turned you into the person you are it's like now that you're doing things yep. those things are going to come back and kind of form those decisions that you're making. Yeah, so. it's back to that. Like, who are you? What do you want to do? Like, right, exactly. here you are at the age of, I guess, at the point it's 41. I'm like, holy shit, now what? <laughs> you know, like, I could do anything or I could do nothing. <laughs> but, yeah. you know. So, that, you know, that happened in June. And um, I think ultimately that was the downfall of my marriage. Mm because no longer were I had you. been coasting, you know, I think we had both been coasting mm-hmm. for a long time. Not, not in a terrible way. Like I said, we hadn't had a fight. Right. We, we never, sometimes it's not a good thing right. to not have fights. Yep. Cause I went along with things. It was a very, um, codependent sure. situation. Mm-hmm. Like not by either one of our faults. It was just, he was who he was and I was who I was. And, we just didn't dig any deeper until we did. <laughs> until we did. Yeah. And that's when you found out at the surface, or at the at a deeper level, how you didn't match up yeah. well. Yep. And it wasn't even, like, overnight. You know, yeah, it of was course. Yeah. very gradual. It was, right. you know, little things here and there. Um, I'm not sure how much of this you're going to actually put out there, but I'm just going to keep talking. No, that's cool. Um so it basically happened where now I'm home, right? Um, I had started back to classes at Camden County. Well, get... well, that's kind of a jump there that you're saying because you went. You're saying you, you resigned. Yeah, and what I resigned happened... from preschool. That was in June. Okay. And then I was like, okay, so I need to do something. So I started taking classes to finish my degree. Okay. At Camden okay, County. so that was the so next step. Is that was finishing the next step. Degree. Was like, yeah, I'll at least take a summer class, okay. right? So I started taking some classes to finish my. I was like, I'm going to do social work, right? Mm-hmm. That's the next, my gut instinct, always trust it, you know, that'll be my next step. So I started taking, I took one or two classes, and I had all this time in my hands, I'm trying to find a part-time job, but like, now I'm starting to socialize more. Mm-hmm. And the more I socialize, I'm like, wow, I'm like, there's parts of me that I haven't tapped into for a long time, mm-hmm. you know, and then my daughter's now... You haven't smoked weed in 15 years. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, Didn't funny. go back to that. Right, right. I'm just... Definitely drank more. Right. Um, but your daughter was... My daughter was um, at an age where she was independent, so oh, well. I didn't have to worry about her. Mm-hmm. My husband's working full-time, didn't have to worry about him, and then I'm like, oh my God, I have all this time. <laughs> so I got into some shenanigans. Mm. which we will not go into right right um, but then that's that's but that shenanigans is what a decision that you made correct right 
and decision that I made that I that was the huge eye opener, mm. right? Like shenanigans don't just happen for no reason. For no reason, right? right. It was part of that gut instinct type yep. of thing. Yep. And there's that... a reason that I'm drawn to this and not to that. Mm-hmm. Um, any longer. Any longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I tried to do the dance for. We did the dance for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where things get really interesting. <laughs> As if they weren't already. Right. <laughs> so from June until... Okay, that was June of 2018. I, I, I did this like tightrope walk, mm-hmm. essentially, for six months. Sure. And, you know, I was really good at like, everything's great, I'm fine. You know, handling shit at home. Well, and, going and to school, compartmentalizing. Compartmentalizing. I'm so good at that. <laughs> so good at that. <laughs> yeah. um, until you're not. Until until, until you're not. You can't compartmentalize yep. anymore. The, the compartments until start the to crash into apart. each other. Yeah. Literally crashing. Yeah. So, uh, it was March actually. Shit hit the fan when shit hit, hit the, the fan. fan. Big time. Twice, two times as much. Yeah. World, worldwide, nationwide. Yep. At and all at the same time. On a personal level. Yeah. The timing is, I think it was good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. It That's finally funny. came to a head where, you know, I couldn't pretend that I was fine in our marriage and he couldn't pretend that he wasn't paying attention to something not being fine. So the shit hit the fan and I decided that my best course of action, because obviously... I guess with my my past history and I was unstable. I was happy, right? I was happy with coasting. most areas and coasting. Mm-hmm. But I knew that like the stability of my future was probably at risk. Mm-hmm. So I decided to... I had like an intervention situation in my living room where I... I admitted to my husband that I had been drinking way too much because I couldn't handle all the things all at the same time. Right. Like the compartmentalizing was not happening. The shenanigans. The shenanigans was not working. <laughs> so I decided I'll go to rehab, right? Okay. Sure. So I went to rehab in um, Pennsylvania for a solid month. Hmm. And it's funny because it's not funny, really, but <laughs> as far as my entire family goes, like... When I say that I'm the probably the only person who's gone without a drink for five months, mm. that's legit. Like we're talking generations, right? Like right. I can't say that for my family, right? Either, to be honest, right? Like right. everyone's like, "Oh my God, you're going to rehab." I was like, "Well, I think I just need to dry out, sure, and restart and kind of like break the cycle." Yeah, like something's not right. I'm not happy. I'm having a great time. <laughs> yeah. But I need to get my head right. Right. So. And that's a good, that's yeah. a very good mindset to realize. A realization that you need to be like, okay, yeah. I need to do th- something that's healthy for me. Yeah. To get me into a more comfortable place. And it was frightening. I didn't know what to expect. But then you, you get there and I'm not sure if you have any experience with anyone who's been to rehab for any reason or, you know, a facility like that. But no, yeah, you I've, walk around every day thinking that there's something wrong with you yeah. and that there's some weakness. And then you get to a place where there's like 50 people who have the exact same story that have the exact same understanding <laughs> of, you know, what brings you from point A to point B and yeah. it's going to be okay. And, you know, it was, 
it was a really important month. Um, I bet. I bet you met so many. I did. So I met many. some amazing people that I still talk to. Mm -hmm. It really puts things in yeah. perspective. Huge. Really, really yeah. well. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I did not necessarily rehab, but Juvie was a, a little similar yeah. to that. <laughs> no, it does. It kind of like resets your your brain and your outlook your and outlook and just all that sort of stuff yeah right? i very much agree i very much agree so and, you know obviously we're worried about oh my god like here i am at the age of 41 i'm in rehab like the fuck yeah. what are people gonna think and i'm like it doesn't matter it doesn't right? matter that's doesn't. one of those things that they probably instilled yep. in you yep. in rehab a lot it doesn't um, matter that it just really doesn't matter what other people think and and for the most part what you think other people think are gonna think is typically wrong because yep. I bet once you came out, your friends would be like are very supportive yep. uh, typically, and we're like, oh, how are you? No, the entire time. Yeah, yeah, the entire time, exactly. Yeah. And I would say ninety percent of my friends were like, we never even saw you drunk. Like <laughs> that wasn't a thing. Yeah. And I said, you know, you're right. That's the problem. You know, <laughs> because you become so good at it, and the term functional alcoholic is obviously there for a reason. Right. But the point is, like. I did it also not not just for to to dry out for a bit but also to kind of give my life some separation from the drama that was happening in my house. Right. You know? Well, and and I'm sure what you mentioned previously about how you couldn't keep yourself from bringing work home, I'm sure that was with oh, a God, lot more was, uh, yeah. other parts of your life as well. Everything. Right. Yeah. Like you said, everything was crashing. The, co the compartments were mm -hmm. falling apart. The file cabinets started falling into yeah, one, basically. one another. Yeah, basically. And I was like, I got this! I'm like, nope! Getting crushed between <laughs> I do two. not. Yeah. I do not. And I... So it gave you some separation from that to yeah. get and out it, of that space for a second. Yep, and, and really... to some mental, do some mental digging. Um, group therapy was amazing, uh, which I'd never experienced before. Yeah, me neither. But it really helps you dig deeper into, like, even if it wasn't about drinking, which at that point in my life it definitely was. I was using that to kind of, like, bring It's everything. like that optimism. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> drinking equals optimism. Everything's fine. Um, it helped me to get back to compartmentalizing a little bit, like, figure out what's working in my life, what's not. Why do you do these things? Like, break the cycle of generations, yeah. like, I don't and want to repeat history. You're fighting against generations, yeah, you like, know what I mean? Yep. That's, it's a tough feat. Yeah, to not handle. only as far as drinking goes, but, like, emotionally, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, things that, that's in your DNA. Mm -hmm. Mental health, ment you know, Mental like, health all of is it. Bare. Yeah, no, I mean, addiction is genetic. Yep. Like, literally everything can be genetic. Um, anxiety, yep. as you... Uh, had ex experienced at that point, you know. Yeah. So I mean, that uh, rehab is a very good place to. Yeah, like it's a said, reset, essentially. Yeah, like, and 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 just to even, just to even, take a step back. Not only take a step back from that life, but to put thoughts in your head about self awareness, mm -hmm. as opposed to filling your mind with your daily uh, work and family and personal relationships taking a moment to have self-awareness and, and to have people around you questioning you and keeping you on your toes about all that sort of stuff. Definitely. Yeah, my therapist was amazing. We would sit, there would be like six or eight of us like sitting in a circle, and when when we first started, we would have this discussion about like, so what do you think are some of your 
issues that you need to work towards. And I was like, I need to find my voice. Like that was day one. I was like, I've never used my voice. I've, I sit in the background. I don't say anything. So we would start discussions and she knew in a second when I was holding back and she would just look at me and I was like, you know, yeah, like, <laughs> fine, fine. Duh. So yeah. I started, yeah, I started being proactive and like volunteering information and you know, it's okay to take a risk and say something that might be weird in front of a group. But yeah, that <laughs> might be weird, but then there's somebody else who really might appreciate it and need it. Cause they've done the same thing and they thought it would be weird Huge. too. And yeah. Like, right. I could be the voice for somebody else, no problem. Mm-hmm. But as far as myself goes, yeah, it took me one month of rehab to, like, realize that. Right. That huge moment for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how did that factor into your life after rehab? Oh, it got real interesting after that. <laughs> <laughs> Even more interesting. Yeah. Just... So then I got back from rehab and, you know, now obviously because of the shenanigans... Um, I got back and I was this different person, Mm. you know, I, I, you know, I had sent letters back and forth to my husband, like, I'm going to be different when I get back. Sure. Right. I'm, something's been opened, opened, woken, like, and it's pouring. Not only am I sober, like you've never known me sober. Yeah. You don't know this, this Christina, you've never (laughs) seen this, you know, Mm -hmm. but also we had this other issue that we were dealing with and now we're trying to navigate like marriage therapy and me not drinking and going to AA and I'm doing like daily, what was it called? Like outpatient therapy mm. basically for AA. So yeah, there's all these like excellent things happening and I'm getting stronger, right? So I'm becoming like the person that I probably have been all along, but mm. was kind of shoved, numbed yeah, to a certain extent. It's a good word for it. Yeah. No, that's what it is. It's why we do what we do. That's why we drink. Is to, like... <laughs> Numb it down. Everything's fine. Right. right. Everything's fine. So, we started doing marriage counseling, but obviously it's COVID. Sure. So, we're doing it online. And my husband found a therapist that was very forgiveness-based. Mm. Okay? So, it's all about, um, you know, just because things happened in the marriage, like... The number one thing you have to do is forgive each other, all of it, mm-hmm. right? Like, it takes two. Right. And he did a lot of, like, visual imagery and physical... Assertions or something yeah, like, like that. Yeah, like, you know, tapping and breathing and visual yeah. imagery and things like that. So I was your good with that. Like, I'm like, <laughs> forgiveness, great. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then we take my husband, who's very type A, and he's the one who was on the receiving end of the shenanigans, mm. unfortunately. And so it's a little harder. It's a, it's a lot harder. A lot harder. A lot harder. Right. Um, but he chose a therapist, right? So sure. now we're like, let's do this. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So it was this wave of like, the therapist would encourage us to talk to each other, right? So obviously I was admitting I'm not good at sharing my feelings. I'm not, you know, I'm learning, right? right? I'm getting better, but it's hard for me to like take a risk and throw it after because I've swallowed it for so long. Right. right? Back to not fighting for 15 years, <laughs> which I'm not talking like fights and like, like even with little things, like I wouldn't give my opinion if he said one. And you I put said, that yeah. toilet paper on the wrong way. I wasn't going to do yes, anything about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> Oh my God, you left the sponge in the sink. And I was like, 
Okay. Like, <laughs> literally, like, I would just swallow it. Sure. So, so. And then, so, you know, and sometimes in the end, it just can't yeah. work out anymore. Yep. And there's a reason things happen. Right. Like, shenanigans, like we said, don't happen for no reason. Right. When you find someone that you connect with on a different level it means at you're, the right time you're in your on life, a different level. Yeah, yeah, you're on a different level. Mm-hmm. Like That's a, that's a big realization yeah. to come to when you've been in that level for 15 yeah. years. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. But, so, all that happened. Right. And we don't have to get into the dirty, the dirtiness. No, the, we're not going details. Right, details of, <laughs> of everything that happens after gonna that. going to protect but, the innocent. Right, <clears throat> but now you're at this point where it's almost kind of come, the chapter is closing. Mm-hmm. The, the pages are coming to an end and it's finally, you're, this next level is what yep. you are going to experience for an undetermined amount of time. I mean, the rest of my life. Yeah. 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 I well, feel and like that's not to say there aren't any other levels that you'll find out along yeah, the way. Yeah, but I, I feel like it can only get better. Sure. Like, I have finally, like we were talking earlier, it's it's about being comfortable in your own skin, which I never have been. And I feel like lately, every day, I'm more and more aware of, like, what I need, what I want, what's what I'm capable of. Like, I don't know. It's... Right. No, yeah. It, and... It, it, I, again, I think it, the reason that I wanted to bring up and kind of talk about and dig into the past since you've been born is like how much all of that has played into up into this moment. You yeah. know what I mean? Of of being confused at first. Oh, I'm in Ireland. Now I'm in Georgia. Now I'm in New Jersey. You know, and and having that confusion and kind of that go with the flow type of thing and still along the way still having that mindset to know like you said that to have some sort of consistency to have some Mm -hmm. sort of organization and compartmentalization and how for me that right now is is it seems like a very useful tool and it seems like I said almost like a superpower right but how that can become detrimental uh, as you progress and how that can become a bad thing uh, yeah, I don't want to. I do not want to fall back into the same cycle again, mm-hmm. um, for sure. Mm-hmm. I am definitely more aware of my weaknesses at this point in my life. Sure. Um, I will never fall back into those patterns. Yeah. Um, and that's what's great. Do I, mean, I appreciate the struggle that I went through? Yes, because to, it to helped get that create. Experience. Yeah, it helped create the person I am today, mm-hmm. and moving forward it's about understanding that i'm capable that i it's okay to express opinions it's you know it's like so basic right it's stupid stuff but if there's like anyone out there who who goes through their life just floating along and letting other people make decisions for them don't do it right because it's gonna end in an explosion exactly (laughs) it's gonna end there's only so much swallowing Okay. Before you, ever, you regurgitate. Yeah, it's like the Green Mile. It's like that guy who absorbed other people's energy oh, to the yeah. point where it made him sick. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. And it's You can't do it. You just can't. And now you're at this point, though, where luckily you've hit this. You've, instead of going insane and just yeah. becoming a raging alcoholic. Right. And no, un- I have unhealthy a healthy for respect. Everybody. I have a healthy respect for... For alcohol, I don't do any heavy drugs, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I still maintain and love my job. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I'm well respected. Sure. I'm I'm a good person. Like, <laughs> my daughter loves me. I you know it, it's it's just like I feel like it's it's almost like life starting over. It's like a rebirth. A reset. Yeah. A restart. Yeah, that's great. And that's and I think that's. Um, and not like in some stupid idealized like oh my god she's lost her mind like she's gotten divorced and she went to rehab and she's living in La La Land no <laughs> I'm like actually for the first time on my own two feet make my own decisions right on my own terms and that's what I, that's like, what I love about this story I think that's what the the biggest takeaway for me is that there is not any certain you can be like you said fifteen you can be twenty two mm-hmm. twenty five. 40 you could be 60 80 i I just watched this movie called into the wild and it's about this kid who goes into the wild basically but he meets this like i think like 70 year old man and he's climbing up the rocks and he's like come on you can climb up here and and then the guy's just like he's like i think you're just too settled into who you are and have always Mm -hmm. been and kind of pushes him a little bit more to to have a new start and to to always realize there's some people that say they're they're like oh i'm at my wit's end or this is the end of the road or something it's like we're still here you were still talking about it the fact that you can even say that to me means it's not the end of the road and that's what I really love about your story is that you've come to this place now where you, while the future does look scary and uh, uncertain and yeah. uh, intense, you're you're more confident in yourself that you, than you ever. Oh my have god, been. I'm. It's funny because um, I'm a Gemini, right? <laughs> sure. And it's only within the last, I don't know, year or so that I've really accepted that Gemini personality because I think that also was squashed and I'm like all of a sudden now I'm like oh Oh. I'm like now I get it yeah (laughs) before you were kind of relating but you're like that's not really me yeah exactly now Now I'm like like, oh "Oh, yeah it's on (laughs) oh yeah walking into it All right. Um, well, I think that's a, that's a good point to kind of wrap it up. Uh, I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to include um, in that, but we basically right covered your entire life. Right? That's a lot for now. Yeah, it should that. be enough for now. Um, so I appreciate you. I really do. Wild stuff, huh? Crazy wild world we live in, huh? I don't even know what this podcast is anymore. What do we do? We, we just we just talk. Let's just just get in here. I'm gonna do a sh- few short stories. We're gonna have people on. Everyone, you know, people come and go, right? And uh, this is where we're at. <laughs> but I I hope you guys enjoy it. It's a it's a fun ride so far. Um, I'm gonna try to keep obviously posting as many episodes as I can. Hopefully weekly. My life is getting pretty busy right now. Um, just with spring happening, things opening up, work stand up all this sort of stuff going on maybe i'll do a, another check-in episode you know, usually i don't do them that often but maybe i will who knows <laughs> like i said i'm gonna try to keep pumping these out so be patient with me uh, i appreciate y'all sticking with me and uh i hope you enjoy the variety of episodes that you get from the show and i hope you have a nice week so thanks for listening i love you and then okay bye Sherlock or Rebecca G then.
and don't forget all the trouble we got into. Why does somebody not know how to flush a toilet after they've had a shit? What do you mean? Well, I was fucking one of yes. Disgusting!